Blah, blah, blah. You can say whatever you want. Blah, blah, blah. One, two, three, four, five. How are you doing? I'm pretty good. <laughs> Off in the midst of nothingness and unknowing. Follow the compass light my heart is showing. about yourself 
and then you find organic farms all over the United States or all over different countries and you work for them and they give you a place to stay and they give you food. And I've done this a couple times before, but the one I'm on right now is really interesting. It's in the middle of a city in like a richer neighborhood. And there are sheep and dogs and a goat and a few chickens. And they're starting to grow vegetables. But really the point of these farms is to have a community space to bring community together and promote healing and different things like that. So they're really working on everything right now. So I don't want to talk too much about that. But when the projects are all done that I'm working on on these farms, I'm really excited to share them with you. But for now, I've been doing lots of cleaning and I've picked up more poop than I've ever seen in my life. I have never seen that much poop by 9 o'clock or 8 o'clock in the morning. And that's a new experience for me. I always had to clean stalls before for horses when I was younger, but now I really, you know, have to pick up a lot of sheep poop and dog poop and every, everything. Anyways, enough about poop. Um, I just wanted to share with you what I'm doing. So I've been working really long days, waking up kind of early, sleeping in some days, and cleaning and building fences and using tools and cooking lunch for everyone and grocery shopping and helping with things around the house. I even taught my host's kids yoga the other day. So that's been really fun. I'm meeting a lot of friends on, these farm, um, on this farm. There are three, four different wolfers right now, and each one of these individuals is seriously amazing. So I'm going to be interviewing one of them today on this podcast, and you hear that. They're my friend, Nathan, and I knew them from before, but I've met a few other people who I definitely hope to bring on the show because they have so much to share. And when you wolf together, you're spending long hours of the day together. Sometimes you're doing things that aren't the most fun, and you know, you really get tested because you're exhausted at the end of the day. So I'm really getting to know these people and hear all about their lives and what they're doing. Uh, I just had a friend that I met from France and he was here for two days and it seriously felt like I had known him for two months and he went home and that was really sad. And then there's a couple people from Mexico and there's someone who's from Ohio, like me, who now lives in Texas, who I just met named Judd. So I've really been hanging out with them and just really feeling my brain expand from learning all these new things from them, which I definitely love. But like I said, today was one of those days where I'm just exhausted and homesick and I let out a good cry to my mom on the phone earlier today. So just a reminder that travel is not always glamorous and you do learn a lot and you have these magical moments that you want to share with people or keep to yourself and meditate on them or whatever but it's a lot of ups and downs. So just reminding people to really be ready for that when you decide to travel or do this type of travel. And hopefully I can help you with that along the way. So for this week, I'm really just going to dive into this interview and you'll probably feel like you're sitting there hanging out with us. The other interviews I've done are a little more structured and I had questions set up, you know, and a little more formal. And this one was really like, I know your story and I want to share it. So I'm just we're going to have a conversation and we're going to share that with people. And that's really what we did. So <laughs> don't mind us if we're a little loopy. It was really late at night and we were kind of tired from a long day's work, but I think that you can learn a lot from this episode. So just sit back, relax, and give it a listen. Okay. So I'm here with Nathan and we're at a Jack of the Box because we went to 
Starbucks and we kind of got kicked out because we were there a little late, but that's okay. Um, we met at the DXA forum, which I've definitely talked about in the last podcast episodes, and we've been kind of hanging out ever since, except for a couple weeks when I was working other places, but it's really weird because I feel like we've been friends for a super long time, and it's been like <laughs> less than a month, or like about a month now that we've known each other, but we've had a lot of fun. So I wanted to tell you a little bit what we're doing right now. We're working on an organic farm, and this one's right in the middle of this really ritzy neighborhood in the middle of LA. And what are we doing there? We're, we've cleaned a lot of poop. I oh, think, yeah. yeah, that's the most poop I've ever cleaned. And I've cleaned a lot of horse stalls, but like goat poop and uh, dog poop. There's like 13 dogs on this farm, one goat, a few chickens, and tons of sheep. And we're just cleaning things up and we're getting this farm ready to open. It's a different farm, which I, We'll either talk about earlier in this podcast or later, so timing might be weird, but you'll definitely hear more about that. But I had a really good day today, and Natan was here with me all day, so I wanted to share a little bit about what we did. I don't know why it felt so magical, but for some reason, I don't know if your day was as great as mine, but I had a really good day. Mine's day was incredible. It was incredible? Okay. It was one of those days where I'm like, this is amazing today, but I don't really know exactly why. Yeah, yeah, we had some good conversations with Judd. Yeah, yeah. And in the shower. And then, <laughs> we'll um, explain the, that, don't the worry. French kiss I got from the dog. <laughs> so, Judd is another person from Ohio. Woo, shout out Ohio people that is working with us. And we're not specifically on this farm right now. So, uh, I don't want to share too much about the name or what we're doing because it's still kind of a work in progress. But we're working for one farm and they're more like a space to hold community events but they also have animals and they took us out to another place in a different city like kind of in the middle of nowhere and we're in this house with no electricity no water nothing we just have tents set up outside and this toilet that's not a toilet it's just plastic it's just a plastic ring you sit on but there's an amazing view from it when yeah, you put it, it out behind the yeah device. it's my favorite <laughs> And we're cleaning up this house, like, just basically imagine an abandoned house and an abandoned garage, and we're cleaning all the junk out of it and picking up lots of dog poop, basically, right now, right? Correct. Yeah, and we're learning more about these projects that we're starting. So, last night, we didn't get to bed till like, 3 in the morning because we got to this property and we were cleaning things up, and then we finally did, and it took us forever to send our one, we each had a one-person tent. Yeah, and was that the first time you set up a one-person tent? Right. Yes. Okay. So it took us forever to set up our tents, and we didn't get to bed till like three in the morning, and we wanted to sleep in because our bodies are really tired from working all day, and um, we woke up and it was super hot, and I was sweating, and I was like, oh, this is really frustrating. But then I walked over to the store across the street, and I sat in the air condition, and the lady gave me some ice water, and it was just really nice to cool down and breathe for a second. And what did we do after that? So we woke up sweating really hot, mm, a little frustrated. We had food. We cooked. We okay. Had cheese and stuff. <laughs> you had that for breakfast? Correct. <laughs> and I had a couple cliff bars. And then I wanted to talk about all this day, and now I can't remember what we did. Did we get to work? No, we were talking to the manager of this whole project. And then they left. Oh, and then we had bought like 
13 sleeping bags oh, last yes. night as Walmart was closing and all the employees were really mad at us, which is fine because I know how it <laughs> is when I'm closing a restaurant and people stay inside. But we bought like three cartloads of things, like a couple thousand dollars of stuff in Walmart last night when they were closing and they were kind of angry, like I said, understandable. But then we had to take a good like one third of it back today. So three of us got in an Uber and we all look kind of scrabby because we need showers and our clothes are really dirty and stuff and we just look like we stepped out of the middle of the desert and we took these sleeping bags back. Which we did. Yeah, we did just step out of the <laughs> desert. And what did we do after we took the sleeping bags back? Um, I think it was time to clean the dog's house. Oh yeah, so we cleaned up lots of dog poop in the dog house and lots of trash while we listened to music. A few songs from Magic Mike, which were really yeah. good. And Atan played with the dogs to distract them. And then, what did we do? We gathered water from the storage place next door. And then we had an exercise thing, which I'll let Natan tell you more about himself. But he's super fit and knows how to be super healthy and exercise your body and have fun while you do it. So I got a jump rope, and he was teaching me how to jump rope more. We did some stretching and yoga. And then this was, oh, we ate dinner. We had some veggies and... Yes. Um, Grains, yeah, rice and, beans. and plant-based chicken Correct. stuff. Garden. And then my favorite part of the day was that, so imagine this abandoned yellow house, and then behind it, there's a chain-link fence up, and behind that, there's just probably a couple miles of, like, this open field with, like, tumbleweeds, oh, yeah. which are a real thing, just so you know. Quite a big space. Yeah, a big space, and the sun goes down over there, and right behind the house, it'll be, like, blue at the top and then it'll fade into a yellow and orange and then if you look at the front of the house it's blue and purple underneath it which is really pretty so anyways do you want to explain how we did the shower thing right so we got um our minds in the agile mindset <laughs> and we set up a shower we constructed two showers in each side of a truck so um, this truck is like a ford truck an older one and it has a big cage on the back of it so we had to set up these big water jugs on each side of the top of the cages on the truck. Exactly. The water jugs had a um, slight switch to put the water on or off. And so we were each on the um, a side of the truck and just out in the wild. <laughs> out in the, <laughs> the wild. The wind was cold. That's something to, to be said. Yeah. But after a while, we definitely well, I heated up. Yeah. So we, tur we switched open these jugs and put them on the very top of the truck and then stood under them completely naked while you get to watch the sun go down and it's just really peaceful and the moon was out and really bright <laughs> this sounds different but we just put on some cool music you know and it was just really fun it was the coolest shower I think that I've ever taken so anyways they, oh gosh this person that I'm interviewing right now, Natan, is like so amazing and I want to pick his brain and share different things with you because he knows so much and has already taught me so many things. So before we get into that, I wanted to do a little exercise just to get to know you. So it's only two questions. And the first question is, how would your friends describe you? Ooh. Your closest friends. Yeah, so growing up, they called me monkey and autistic. Um, monkey because me and my twin brother, I have a twin brother, we would like to climb and everything all day, every day. And autistic because once I was on top of the trees, I would just stare at the sky for a while. Right. So, I 
there's a serious with someone, someone yeah. you know, describing going on. Yeah. Right now they will probably say I'm a vegan. That would be the word to, to describe to you. Put on me. Yeah. Okay, that's a good word. And we talked about the autistic thing the other day too, how we think there's a bunch of different things that's connected to that word, but it was just that you were kind of meditating on yeah, things. Yeah, exactly. It was just breathing and looking at the sky. Yeah, and so that's like a different, I guess, surprising mm-hmm. word to use, exactly. but yeah. And then, so the second question is, how would you describe yourself? How would I describe myself? I'm being trying to figure it out, trying to do the best I can, and trying to help like okay. myself included. Yeah, that sounds a lot like you. From what I know. So, I've been staying at Nikon's house for a few days overnight and stuff, and we ended up having lots of really amazing conversations. And there's something that has really impacted your life a lot that I wasn't too aware about that I really wanted to talk about and ask questions and raise awareness and just teach other people so that they could be more mindful about this. But can you explain a little bit about what you have and just... Give us a broad overview of what it's called and what it kind of entails. And what you have is a weird thing. I don't know how to say it. Just Would you call yeah, it? Yeah, totally um, for sure. Condition. Condition? Okay. Yeah, some people address it as an illness, but um, I truly believe with my entire being that it's potentially a condition. Potentially it can cause a lot of conflict and uh, take a being out of its functionality, but potentially it's a condition. Um, so I was... Like 21 in college, uh, went through a phase uh, and developed some new acquired sense to reality and how I perceive it. Mm-hmm. Eventually, I was diagnosed by doctors with uh, psychosis and by some of the doctors also schizophrenia. The one thing that is new in my life is that I experienced things that I did before. That being auditory or visual, most of these days visual because I was a met. Sorry, most of these days auditory because I was a met and visuals have definitely decreased uh, to some extent. So that is the main thing that has changed in my life. Then the presence of that can bring along many, many different ways of uh, patterns of mind. Those might include delusions, which means having thoughts that are inadequate to reality, such as belief. Someone else could read my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, someone else that. Okay, this could get intense. Um, it's okay. Or just having thoughts um, like uh, mistaken to reality that are not true. That yeah. We could talk them through and are just inadequate to reality. Could you give us an example of what one of those might be? Okay. So, one very common is believing that other human beings that we That is very common because when starting to develop, to, when encountering auditory hallucinations, as doctors might call it, I will go further into the word hallucinations in some time because it's very important. But when this happens, it's pretty much listening to a voice of humans, females or males, or animals. males, um, that no one else hears through the ears, but no one else hears. They listen to one's thoughts, and therefore can create a lot of uh, hypotheses and instability in the beginning, maybe if one's not prepared for it. Um, and this could lead to believing that 
who knows? Maybe everyone gets like this, and yeah. maybe other people can read my thoughts, right. listen to my thoughts. Maybe I can listen to other people's thoughts. Okay. So that's a very common example of uh, a delusion that can occur from developing auditory experiences. Okay. Can you tell Individual us auditory experiences the name of this one more time? Uh, psychosis. Psychosis. Schizophrenia. Okay. Schizophrenia. Yeah. Okay, so you were 21 when you Correct. developed this? And how did that process kind of go? So, in the beginning I was studying kinesiology. I was very passionate. And I probably had uh, encounters with a drug called marijuana for mm -hmm. uh, 10 to 13 times in the US. Um, this make it a lot more likely for an individual to develop psychosis, especially if one of the, the parents had it. Okay. In my case, that is uh, correct. Yeah. So that made it more likely, but it didn't develop immediately. I was in college. Uh, I was very thoughtful. I was learning incredibly, incredibly fast. And you were here in the United States? In the United States, right. in Santa Barbara. Because you grew up in Mexico. Yes. Okay. Um, so my mom was incredibly vivid. I could visualize worlds. Yeah, I was learning a lot. And um, I came around with some family drama. My twin brother traveled to LA, we met, uh, came back to Santa Barbara. And then I had a flu and spent like five nights rolling around in the sofa with fever and just in a pool of sweat. Yeah. And the intense mind plus the fever mindset that we all know. Just uh, yeah, it ended up in very intense confusion per se. Yeah. Um, somewhat intense confusion. Uh, my brother came around, and at some point we were talking, and I started like asking questions out loud, and just behaving slightly uh, differently. Mm -hmm. um, I went to the hospital, spent one night. Uh, they gave me sleeping pills, and I woke up just like nothing. Perfect. Yeah. Um, I moved to LA. My parents moved. Wow, this is a cool story. <laughs> Your parents moved from Mexico. Yes, my awesome, lovely parents moved from Mexico. They are awesome and lovely. Thank you very much if you listen to this, <laughs> everyone. <laughs> um, so they moved. Um, and um, they moved here to take care of you. Correct. They just wanted to make sure I was okay. Right. I stopped going to college. Uh, I was back to functionality for the most part, for the very, very most part. And uh, a few months go by, my parents are here. The doctors believe I already have pretty much psychosis. Mm -hmm. uh, so they insist on putting me on antipsychotics. And eventually, I just feel the pressure of all my family stopping their lives for me, and I say, yes, I will take them. So you didn't I, think that you needed to take them? No, honestly, I did not. Um, I took them, and I think about two months after, well, I go vegan. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of stories around that time. Um, I go vegan, and literally, probably within a week or two, um, I start this. Yeah. Yeah. I was... Um, so before this, it was just like, when you were in school, it was intense visions of everything, right? Yeah, it was a vivid imagination. It was my own mind just being able to 
conceptualize the world in a very vivid way. Okay, so it went from that, and then some time passed, and it went to then you started hearing things? Yeah. Okay. Um, now, these new experiences led to, uh, to many things. It, this condition cares a lot to everyone. When I was growing up, I thought it wasn't real. I just never gave it a thought, never gave it the time. Yeah. And whenever I heard the story, I was going like, oh, they're probably lonely, conflicted, and trying to uh, find a way to feel love from someone else. Yeah. In need of a call for attention. I had no idea it was real until I had it. Yeah. Um, now, I personally believe that I was sort of um, placed in a mindset, in a reality that I wasn't ready for. Given yeah. my use with uh, substances, meaning marijuana, mm -hmm. um, I believe that I was not ready to cope with this experience, and it led to functionality in many ways. I was every day uh, developing hypotheses about what was and what was not. If everyone had it, who had it? If the females had it, if the males had it? Yeah. Why? What was going on around? Yeah. So you were just racking your brain yes. trying to figure out what was going on. Yes. And the fact that it has so much taboo is um, people don't talk this in real. Unless yeah. they're in therapy and they're lucky to feel comfortable. Yeah. So it just becomes a very solitary state of development. Right. So is it that you're just kind of going through your normal day and then all of a sudden it feels like someone's talking in your ear? Or how can you best describe that for people? Okay. For me and for a few other individuals that I've met that have um, pretty much the exact same symptoms that I have and some patterns that I thought were subjective down to the same, uh, for me and for them, other persons, uh, it is a constant voice presence all day, all night. Yeah, all day, all night. Yes, correct. Shoot. Every single moment. Um, and... Does it sound like your voice or another voice? Another voice. Another voice, okay. Her voices. Okay. Me most of the time it's male. Um, lately, within the last months, male and female. Okay. Um, it could be one, two, just group. Most of the time, it sounds like chance, like a real chance. Okay. So the first time that you heard this, were you super confused as to what the heck is this? You For thought sure. it was someone outside. Yes. Okay. Yes. It was. Yeah. It's beyond overwhelming. It's right. Discovering that there's more to life than I absolutely ever thought of. Ooh, yeah. And the entire body is filled with, I don't know what, hormones and neurotransmitters, I don't know the technical words, but yeah. it just pretty much feels beyond overwhelming. Yeah, I bet. It's like feeling the wind for the first time ever or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, yeah. You don't know what to do with it. Mm -hmm. So then how did it keep developing from there? Did it get more intense over time? Or what was that process like? Um, so there have been shifts in intensity. Loudness. I use a very analytical way to to assess this condition. I was taught this by a few psychiatrists and psychologists. Mm -hmm. It's pretty much um, so I divide it into visual aspect, auditory aspect, loudness of each, intensity of each. Mm -hmm. and, okay, thank you. We're about to get kicked out. Yeah, we are. <laughs> <laughs> So intensity of each and content, whether the content is constructed towards life or neutral or destructive. Okay. So you're breaking this down into different categories to try to yeah. understand it and manage it better? And it has solved a lot. Okay. Really, really a lot. Um, 
So it was very, very loud, uh, very intense, overwhelming. And um, it took me a while to sit down and meditate and understand my own mind and really, really try to figure out how it all works. Yeah. Did you ever feel so, like you had to do this before? Before you thought that you were diagnosed or that you were diagnosed with something? Were you very, like, paying attention to your mind and trying to yes. figure things out before that, too? Yes, but I was a lot more rest, uh, more, less cautious, I guess. Okay. Attention to detail. It's like, for example, I was walking, metaphorically speaking, right now, uh, walking on the ground, and all of a sudden, I am placed on a balancing a branch. Yeah. Now, I need to pay attention to my thoughts because there's so much to it. Yeah. It's not longer only me listening to my thoughts. Right. It's an entire world in there. Well, yeah. not in there, it's out there, but... Yeah. For me, an entire new individual world, I guess. Right. Okay, so now I'm just making sure this is recording because we had to leave and come back to the house. We got kicked out for the second time, and so now we're in a tent right now. So if you hear the wind, it's just because, you know, we're in the middle of the desert a little bit in California. But we wanted to pick right back up and keep talking about these things that we were already talking about. So... Before we had to move positions, we were talking about how you kind of compartmentalize everything that's going on in your, in your head to have a little bit more clarity with that. And we were also talking about how you went from very strong visualizations to hearing a lot of things. And I wanted to ask you a little bit more about how you kind of compartmentalize things in your head and other strategies that you use to cope with this on the day-to-day -day basis. Okay, um, so a new experience acquired with this condition can go from visual to auditory to sensory. To um, sensory? Yeah, some people have sensory uh, experiences, I guess. Do you have that? I have had them a few times, but I don't currently. What would, that, what would an example of that be like? So a very classic one would be either changes in temperature in the body, mm -hmm. feeling really hot or really cold. Or feeling like there's uh, an ant maybe, and looking and there's no ant in the skin. Yeah. And, and oh. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, so it's pretty much perception. And what helps me and has helped a lot of people from I've been in many therapeutic groups and uh, gatherings of people dealing with mental illness or condition, mm -hmm. and how they live with it or, or even state as overcoming it. Um, some very common grounding techniques or coping mechanisms would be somatic experiences, which means body awareness experiences such as okay. um, rock climbing, walking, hiking, cycling, something that focuses the mind on an activity. We have a given energy to of attention per se, and we want to use it in a functional manner. Okay. And somatic activities do that. Okay. That makes um, a lot of sense. Like a meditation? Other, yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, okay, so my coping mechanisms have been pretty much in the beginning. Uh, somatic experiences and music. Mm -hmm. Music was the one thing that first got me like back into the, the world I've known all my life. Just putting headphones on. Most particularly headphones, not only just music. Um, it's widely known and recommended that patients try that. And why is that? Just to bring your focus to something else? 
uh, to literally put um, sound in between the other sound, the voices. So does it kind of cancel out the other voices? In a way, yeah. Okay. So, or is it sometimes also just harder to hear them? Yeah. Okay. Has Vue ever tried to put music in at a time and you still heard them the same? Uh, for the most part, it's if the music is set up hearable volume, yeah. it does work. It does okay. help a lot. Oh, yeah. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. And are, is there any other coping things that you've learned that really help you? Um, me, particularly? Meaningfulness in life. Ooh. So in the beginning, it was pretty much uh, trying to mathematically divert my energy, focus my energy on other things. Mm -hmm. Once I put on music and I started coming back to functionality, I realized that I was going to be better off that way. Mm -hmm. That even the meaning, the content of the, the presence that I was now hearing would be positive even. Yeah. So um, I realized the importance and that I was better off focusing on the world I've known all my life and before. Mm -hmm. um, so I did that. But nowadays it's not just that I realized that that's a better way for me to, to live. It's pretty much that I have a meaning and a reason to do that. I have a passion for animal rights, mm -hmm. for all beings around me, yeah, and for goodness and to experience life in awesome manners. So the meaning of it, it's just not the, the mathematical attempt to divert my energy into functionality, but the actual uh, reinforcement of endorphins out of the good things around me. Sweet. Oh, that's such a good one. And it, was that something that someone taught you or did you just kind of come up with that on your own? Both. Or not come up with it, but, you know, figure that out. Both. I definitely have been taught very good stuff by professionals and also people that have this condition. And we're all sort of kind of learning uh, from um, the good part is it's learning. It's personal experiences. It's like being thrown into the water and... Uh, realizing what works and what doesn't without really knowing how to swim and right. whatever works we just keep on going and we keep on learning more and more and more until we have a more stable and functional framework of how to live yeah wow that's really important so we're talking about really good things here and I'm gonna switch gears for a second if that's okay can you tell us about some of your hardest moments with this the most difficult or darkest times where Either, you know, you just felt like it was too much or maybe even a little hopeless or just downright so confused and lost. Okay, so uh, never in my life before had I imagined how um, intense it could be. Mm-hmm. How mind-boggling, I guess. I don't even know what boggling means, but I just used that word. <laughs> no, you used it perfectly. <laughs> uh, how... Yeah, how tense it could be to have uh, some sense of disruption at the inner part of who we are. Like yeah. That's pretty much the beginning of who we are. You know? um, my, concept, my way of conceptualizing the, my life. Yeah. So, sorry, I'm going to change positions. Oh, my stomach is hurting. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. That was too much vinegar. <laughs> Should we rewind it? No, that's okay. You, you yeah, just drank some down. water and vinegar <laughs> right before this. <laughs> okay, so 
the darkest or better, oh, in my opinion, yeah. the most conflictive moments I've been through was pretty much confusion mm-hmm. and feeling alone. Yeah. Because um, something I didn't realize until I had this is that there is a sense of peacefulness and having a space of inner privacy of mind mm-hmm. and then being able to share something out loud. Yeah. There's uh, some comfort, comfort in that. Okay. Dynamic. But the moment there's another presence that oh, hears gosh, your, yeah. wants every thought, mm-hmm. it can be disrupting. It can bring along patterns that might not be as uh, constructive. But in time, this if anyone has it, if you have it and you're listening, in time, those patterns can change and will change if, mm-hmm. if um, you just keep on doing with the good in you and you develop with that. Okay. Yeah, that's one of my places that I go inside where I feel like no one else can, you know, get in there and mess that up for me. Like, that's my home. That's my sanctuary part. So Mm -hmm. I can't imagine what that would feel like if I felt like it was intruded all the time. So that's very different than what you were, or not different, but that's a big contrast. So feeling like there's always, you know, something or someone with you in your head and then to feeling alone. So can you talk about feeling alone more? Sure, this is not, uh, feeling alone is not necessary when developing this condition, such as uh, some other, uh, some beings might experience um, isolation from having um, given qualities in life that are taboo in today's society. Whether mm-hmm. um, This isolation is not necessary. It does not need to happen, and this is worth talking about. Yeah. Because the moment we can actually speak what's on our minds, it's healthy. We channel our, our thoughts and we feel comprehended and uh, we work with them. Yeah, definitely. We ground ourselves with the people around us pretty yeah. much. So how did you get into feeling alone? Because obviously now it sounds like you definitely know the benefits of talking about it and things like that. But what was that like before? How did you get to that place of feeling super well, isolated? It took me three years to find someone that was willing to speak about the condition. Wow. She had. And uh, not a it, therapist, like a friend. No, a friend that was in a very in a program that I was in. And she turned out to have some similarities that were just incredibly surprising. Mm-hmm. Um, and that moment, it was just my entire being just was flooded with I don't know what I was crying and just feeling a sense of belonging back again in the world because someone else knew what I have been through and down to detail it was so similar I just felt like I was back in the world in a way because I had been hiding I was just like I can't talk about this no one would understand right and yeah that moment was a lot of relief she's yeah I bet that's a lot when you feel like someone can definitely understand that so can you walk us through like what a day might be like because I don't know, not all of us or many of us, I don't know, because I don't know what other people are going through, but, you know, we wake up and we feel different emotions and we have different thoughts, but we don't always have this intense other voice in our ear or these visualizations popping up for us. So can you walk us through what either a day or an hour or whatever might look like Sure. for you? Um, so I'll start off by saying that nowadays, for me... I focus on 
the rest of the world, mm-hmm. the non-new experiences, yeah, pretty much. Um, so it's almost like not having the condition of not having psychosis or schizophrenia. Um, now, if um, having it and talking about it, this is how it goes, more or less. Um, I can have a thought that is uh, I feel comfortable with. Mm-hmm. And there's just another voice or voices that might have an opinion about it. Mm-hmm. In your head? or Outside. Outside? Yes. Um, and it can go anywhere. It can be whatever emotion, whatever content. So, um, it's definitely related to one's thoughts. Um, yeah. Um, it can be very disrupting if it's negative. It can be very, it can bring a sense of, uh, even cosmic belonging. Mm-hmm. Um, but nowadays the way I think about it, it's just what it is. It's just there. Yeah. It's yeah. just, it's just there. It's just something new. It's, it's just what it is. It is what it is. Yeah. So like before you would be like, you could be talking to me right now and you might start hearing something. Yeah, it's like being, you know, when you're in a mall, talking yeah. to someone, and there's a yes. lot of conversations around us. Yeah. But the one we're interested in is the one that we're, we're actually in. Right. We just focus our minds on that. And the others are just like noise. Yeah, say. they're noise. That's so it's like hearing have. that noise. Yeah. Okay, that's, but more intense. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so that's a little, I'm trying to make this easier for definitely other people to understand, because... I've talked a little bit before. We talked the other day about during meditation or almost falling asleep or things like that. I've heard different things, but never like that before. So I think that experience isn't the most common for people. So just trying to help them understand what that might be like and how that can be so disruptive to your day. And also wanting to talk about how people around you can be more mindful or help you when these situation happens. Or just things people can do in general because we never know when someone has a condition or what they're going through. So what are things that your friends and family members and people that you know could do to help people with this condition or be aware of? Sure, that's a really good one. Um, so there's a, more than a few things in the professional medical um, system of nowadays society mm-hmm. regarding mental health. I, can, I have learned that I've helped a lot. And uh, would definitely be helping a lot further more in the future, such as CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy, mm-hmm. and um, affirmations, um, mm. whatever therapy work um, that one feels comfortable and feels like is increasing the goodness, quality of life. Yeah. Um, meditation for sure. It's pretty much we want to build a sense of comfort and goodness within us. Because yeah. if we're okay with ourselves, the content of the experiences mm-hmm. will most likely be good. Okay. Okay. Um, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And can you explain CBT? CBT is... Okay, so we deal with thought. And um, we try to reframe our thinking from unfunctional or mistaken inadequate thoughts to reality okay. into a more realistic one. Can you give us an example? Yes, for sure. So one of a, one example would be, I'm going to be late to my appointment at the doctor today. Yeah. So, um, 
we don't know if we're going to be late. What we do know is uh, we can analyze the situation and see what we can do to mm -hmm. be there on time. Right. So we work with all the emotional content that the initial thought carried, mm -hmm. and uh, we work our way to one thought that will be more like along the lines of, uh, I will get on the car at 10 a.m., and I will make my way through traffic, and I'll be there on time. Okay. And the um, concluding thought uh, is most likely to bring along positive emotions and a okay. more constructive so it's going from that fear and stress of not knowing when you're going to get there, whatever, and it's walking through, no, this is what we can actually do, and it's ending on, this makes sense. Mm -hmm. So having just a more comforting feeling around how you're going to do the task at hand. Yes. Is that kind of it? Yes. Okay, perfect. I, I would like to share a story really, really fast. Yeah, go ahead. Um, and it's sort of CBT-related and affirmations-related. When I was a kid, I was learning how to drive. I like I, this story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was learning how to drive, and my dad was uh, saying, don't go too much to the left, don't go too much to the right, don't go too fast, don't go too slow. And I was just, I was sweating, <laughs> I didn't know what to do, all the potential of uh, driving was, was in my mind. And then I just realized, um, okay, I'm turning left, he's going to say don't turn too much to the right, uh, to the left, and then I'm going to turn repeat that so i'm turning left he's gonna say don't do that too much then i'm gonna turn right and then the uh, the don't too much to the turn too much to the right yeah wow and uh, so i just came up with the idea uh stay in the center follow that line in the center imaginary yeah. line in the center and all the stress diffused i just stopped uh, uh wondering about all the uh, harmful potential of the scenario. what not to do exactly what not to do and my mind was focused on one what to do mm. instead of thinking don't go too slow or don't go too fast i just chose the speed and followed that yeah and the mind just relaxed and that in a way in itself um has been described by some people as the focus of meditation meditation having only functional thoughts at mind yeah so all this um all affirmations and cbt having the solution at mind in a way is uh in my opinion science path towards uh, embracing um, the worth of meditation. Okay. Yeah, that sounds so maybe. helpful. Woo, geez, I can't think of a better way to kind of get to a good point. Get all the words out. So what have your friends and family been able to do for you besides supporting you in meditation and CBT and going to therapy and things like that? Like, have you ever been like, hey, we're talking right now, but this is really going on and I need to take a break? Or have you just kind of kept to yourself and worked through it? Mm. Okay, so both. Mm -hmm. Alone, reflective time is healthy and helpful for me. And definitely having positive interactions and love from beings around me. Yeah. Such as friends uh, and family has been truly, truly helpful. Okay, sure. that's awesome. Do you think um, that they started acting different around you at all? Yeah. When you had this? In what yes, way? definitely. Um, well, I think it was even overwhelming for them yeah. to have a family member experience something uh, so intense. Um, the one, uh, so I had, one of my parents has it, mm -hmm. and um, that person took a, a while to even acknowledge that 
that person had by then, so we don't really yeah. looking for that word that doesn't exist yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So it definitely created taboo. It was not spoken, and um, it that changed you had the it? it changed the dynamics of the family yeah. for a while. Uh, but we're working our way through. Okay. Yeah, it's getting a lot better. That's Something good. important to realize is that. Uh, for me, it's been insightful that goodness can be received or created in a way. Mm-hmm. We can create that mental space of uh, mm-hmm. peacefulness and happiness and uh, share it with people. Mm-hmm. And we can also receive it in a way. Um, so You always have such good messages. I love it. I think that would be really helpful for anyone that's starting to experience this or has been for a little bit, or whatever. Do you feel like there's different stages of this? Yes, for okay. sure. Yes, That's the impression yes. that I got, but I didn't want to make assumptions. Yes, I thoroughly believe that this states can be achieved with absolutely no substances, and uh, definitely uh, more likely to... Um, Do you mean be... states as in feeling better? Um, yes. Okay. Um, so... Okay, I'm going to give an example. A therapist of mine told me that he was once instructed by his guru to, um, if he ever developed superpowers, per se, just new experiences. That's the word that was used uh, by him. Um, referring to the monk's words, guru's words. Um, if he ever developed superpowers to keep it um, secret and to not invest energy in them, to stay functional. Yeah. So that pretty much suggests that within the monk community, there might be um, the presence of psychosis per se. Yeah. But they they instruct each other to keep it secret. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't remember what I started saying. That's <laughs> <sighs> so okay. I was listening to that. You were giving an example of something. Um. <laughs> oh, I was asking you if this there were stages of this, and you said yes, and then you were giving me this example of how other people have it. Oh yeah, and they might not mention it. Yeah, and there's definitely a lot of information out there on how to live with it. Yeah, and how to um, have a good life with it. Wow. So, um, yeah, there's definitely stages of it. Um, and but you feel like you're in a good place now. I do. Yeah, yeah, I do, honestly. Uh, my advice would be stay with the good in you and work with that. Focus on the good things in life and expanding that. Um, yeah. <laughs> you don't have to be done. I was just clapping. <laughs> so what are things like me as your friend that I can do to help support you? This. Just talking about it. Oh, stop. I got to hug you. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's so nice to talk about it. Um because it's something very real to you. So yeah. I want to definitely be able to know about that and know how I can support you and know a little bit about what it's like, even though I haven't experienced it. But I think that's really insightful. Is there anything else that you'd like to add about this? I think you did a really good job of giving a lot of hope to people and also explaining what this might be like. But was there anything else that you wanted to add? Yes. Um, so... Um, so kids now all around the world and meditation is taking a lot more importance in society 
and it's earning its place per se. We can be prepared for anyone that could develop a condition like this. There's, there's no need to to be silent about it, to not speak about these mm, things. Okay. Um, and we will get there. So, yeah, we can just be more mindful. And uh, even if we don't have it, give those people that do have it the uh, integrity and respect that they deserve, just as beings. Right. Um, and just be good to ourselves and to others. Yeah. And, and the better. I have a question for you. Sure. Which I know a little bit about, but I want other people to know that you use the word beings a lot. Why do you do that instead of people or humans or whatever? So I try to keep it functional. Um, if it, there's a need to address uh, a species or a gender, mm -hmm. I will do so. That's the state of mind I'm in currently. Um, but the word beings pretty much sums up the interaction of different animals that as a whole Earth, yeah. just so, existing yeah who knows dogs you have psychosis or i have no idea yeah <laughs> all of us that are sentient and in here we be we do we are i really like that so that's why you use the word beings i like that a lot so we talked about this condition that you had and i got to ask you about the word beings because people probably heard you say that a lot during it um, would you like to talk to us about any of your other interests? Because I know you have so many, including veganism and hydroponics, like plants, mm. and different things like that. So was there any topic that you want to dive into for a little bit? Sure. I could rant a bit. We could rant a bit. We could rant a bit. Let's do that. <laughs> brum, brum. <laughs> brum, brum, brum. Let's go. Okay, so um, I've definitely taken a, a lesson and... Um, I appreciate the word sustainability and ecology and life and love and happiness a lot more than I, I was uh, given it its place when I was growing up. Mm -hmm. Some of these things, some of these ways of living are essential. Appreciation for life um, is essential. Mm -hmm. And I'm passionate for veganism and talking about speciesism because pretty much I feel that the moment that we appreciate all life as valid and and worth of integrity, we have unlocked infinity in this earth. And in our own integrity. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, my life work now is veganism, animal rights activism, sustainability, permaculture, and it's pretty much uh, dealing with the current problems or situations that could be better uh, between beings humans and non-human animals in this earth and also providing a solution for my culture and sustainability um, so can yeah. you tell people what permaculture is permaculture is sustainable agriculture okay um i want to focus on edible flora pretty much mm -hmm. and creating abundance i have a garden an aeroponic garden that is beyond incredible um, can you tell people what that is too they might not sure be familiar with that mm, word okay get into our mental space um so it's a system some of us might know aquaponics uh, is what fishes fish swimming water that and the excretions provide the nutrients for the, the plants the poop yeah <laughs> i just wanted to say poop <laughs> go for it go for it poop i'll join 
<laughs> okay. And that provides the nutrients for the, the water that will go to the plants and through a constant flow of water. Okay. And the roots. Aquaponics is uh, something very similar, but without fish. The nutrients mm-hmm. are artificially provided. Okay. Um, aeroponics is something similar, but instead of a constant flow of water through the roots, it's a mist to the roots um, for 30 seconds every minute. That's a setting I had it last time. So he has something set up on his back porch where it looks like a circular tin man almost. There's a base, and that's where the water is, correct? Correct. And then above that, it's like a cylinder, and plants are growing on the side, and then the water's running through and misting. Yes. Every so often, like you just said. Yes, there's, um, I guess, a cylinder tube that goes through the vertical axis in the very center of a rainwater mm-hmm. arrow. And um, misting nozzles on the outside of that tube. Uh, in all directions, at all heights of that tube, uh, that spray a mist into the roots um, that are hanging in the inside wall of the barrel. Mm-hmm. And um, through uh, PVC elbow pipes, the plants are grown in the outside of the barrel. And there are so many plants there that you can eat. It grows ridiculously fast. I'm so surprised. So yeah. happy surprised. I can't. I have too many greens for, for myself. <laughs> Which yes, is good. We like those veggies. It's an incredible problem to have. So why is this more sustainable than other ways of growing plants? It uses twenty good question. Twenty five percent of the fertilizers that uh, aquapon sorry hydroponic uses mm-hmm. and hydroponic uses okay. are even a lot lower than conventional farming. Um, it uses no pesticides at all if mm-hmm. correctly used, correctly worked. Okay. Um, and water consumption is. The only water that will get uh, used is the one that the, uh, the plants consume. Right. From that, if the, if the system is built in an efficient way, um, there's no waste at all. So it's just cycling. Yes. Over right. and over again. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's good stuff. I didn't know that much about it until I met you and like a few other people here, which is really interesting because I've heard the word sustainability so much lately working on organic farms and things like that. So... Why do you think that sustainability is so important? I know that's a big question, but yeah, that's the question. Why do you think sustainability and how we grow our food and how we interact with animals and non-human animals around us and the way that we leave the world uh, as we go through it? Why do you think that sustainability is important? Um, so I've asked this question to myself and to humans around me. Mm-hmm. Um, the question is, what do we think um, humanity priority should be? Mm-hmm. Um, and everyone that I've asked it has come about to a very, very similar response. Um, I, in my words, put it as uh, fulfillment of life, life and the fulfillment of life. A bit, bit. Um, some people might frame it in the way of uh, coexisting as mm-hmm. a species. Um having necessities covered and being happy mm-hmm. um, and you think that we can do that if we sure. worked with sustainability oh, yes. more yes that is what I believe the priority of we should have mm-hmm. um, taking care of basic needs first yeah taking care of basic needs uh, have an abundance of food of resources mm-hmm. um, 
adequate interaction between uh, human beings and non-human beings, meaning uh, uh, race inclusion, gender, mindfulness, um, yeah, equal distribution distribution of resources, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, just looking out for the adequate conditions for life to prosper. Yeah, and I notice you do this all the time, which I love, which I was telling you about you earlier today, which I was telling you earlier today, is that whenever you buy food, you just literally pass it out to everyone. <laughs> and I'm always like, like, I'll pay you back for half of it, or I don't want to eat all your food, or blah, 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 whatever. And you always just go, hey, I think that food should be something that we all have. And it seems like you honestly mean that, and you are so ready to share with people, which I love, which you've inspired me to want to be able to do that more. Um, So he's definitely not just thinking about these things. He's acting on them and doing them all the time, which is really, really amazing. Such an amazing person. Not even joking. (laughs) So thank you for sharing that with us. Um, Cat purr. Cat You know, Andy can... Andy is a wolfer that's with us, so maybe we'll get Andy on this show and have her purr. Actually, I am planning on interviewing Andy, so I'll make sure that we try to put that in one of the following episodes. Um, But can you tell us one of the biggest lessons, maybe you've already summed it up or maybe you haven't, that you've learned through everything in your life so far, from having this condition, from having to think about things very... uh, Mechanically, almost, yeah, sure. to be able to function. And from thinking about sustainability and others as a whole, is there any big lesson that you've drawn away from this um, that you think that others can use to help thinking about these things more? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I like to think of uh, uh, mind patterns and progression in humanity and behavior aspect. Mm-hmm. As a matter of time, mm. within the last uh, few hundred years, we have gone away into including races in a more respectful and dignifying way. Mm-hmm. We are on our way to gender mindfulness mm-hmm. and uh, sexuality mindfulness. Yeah. Um, and I just wonder how it's going to look in 400 years. And I encourage myself and I encourage beings around to ask the same question. So change can be exponential. We don't have to just imagine it and hope that our uh, grandsons. Yeah, grandchildren. And granddaughters. Correct. Thank you for that. <laughs> My English is on the way. <laughs> Your English is already here. Um, our offsprings will experience it. We can create the world we want to live in today. Right now. Yes. Um. Yeah, and it starts in our mind, and starts how we act, and starts in how we live. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, kind of. Yeah, no, that's wonderful. So just oh, yeah. asking that question of what we want the world to be like and acting on it. Sure, and something else that uh, I have a sense of patience with myself. Mm-hmm. I keep on making mistakes. I keep on learning, but I have a sense of patience because I patience. Because I see that, I've realized that it's a process of constant learning. Mm-hmm. Um, in the same way we work out, we find figure out what things work in life, what are beneficial for life and fulfillment of such, mm-hmm. and what are not, the good tends to stay around. 
there's a learning curve in humanity and individual mm-hmm. progress. So in a way, it's just a story of time. And I'll keep on doing my best. I'll do my best to be happy and bring happiness mm-hmm. and love. But I have a sense of patience and there's a time to sleep and there's a time to relax and there's a time to just hug, you know? Mm-hmm. There's no need to lose sleep and trying to figure it out all right now because we need this good endorphins, this um, just calm in order to exist and even make it all happen faster. Mm-hmm. Make the goodness happen faster. So yeah. Ooh, that's such a good reminder. Especially for us right now, because we're working so much yeah, every day. every day, all day. We really need to remember that to take care of ourselves. But yeah, thank you so much. That was beautiful. I wanted to pick your brain, because I think I do all the time. But awesome. I like sharing it with others. Conversations with you are... I know, they're so good. I always end up learning so much. I'm trying to think of... I mean, you've told me so much, we've shared so much, but I'm trying to think if there's anything else that... I really enjoyed listening to you talk about. I mean, obviously there is, but I'm trying to think if there's one particular subject. I just remembered <laughs> that there was a quote that you shared with me the other day um, about thoughts and how they become our words and our actions and so on and so forth. Can you share that quote for us? For sure. So this is what I remember of the quote. <laughs> it goes something along the lines of this. The origin of who we are is somewhat um, in thought then our words, our actions, uh, our character, our destiny per se. The idea is that if we deal with the very source of who we are, we are more likely to have a more effective change in our behavior. Right. So first focusing our thoughts and our words and then our actions because that becomes our character. Yeah, we should look up that quote. I'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> it goes something like that. It's really good. Um, and I wanted to ask you how that um, and speech mindfulness would, um, what's and your speech experience? Speech mindfulness. Yeah, meaning thinking adequate thoughts and reality and how that pretty much. Um, Ooh, okay. That's That's a really good question because one of the first things that we bonded over was that I don't say curse words. Oh, yeah. That's a great conversation. Yeah, and you didn't either, and we were kind of talking about that and why. Not that I think that there's something wrong with it, not that I feel uncomfortable around people saying that, um, you know, unless they're, like, yelling at me or something Mm -hmm. in an aggressive way like that, or that I even dislike hearing them. But just for me, it just doesn't feel right, and I have a hard time letting out those words because they feel so charged. And definitely, I love talking about charged subjects and meaningful ones, even if they're not easy to talk about. But for me, um, with some of these words, they just feel so strong, maybe in negativity or very intense, even though I know people can use them in joking ways. So that's why I can't use a lot of curse words, or I mean, all curse words. But so your question was my thoughts and what they have to do with my speech. So I guess that when we start to focus, we can start with our speech because sometimes that's easier. Our actions and our speech are easier for us to notice than our thoughts. And then we can kind of take a step back. So let's say that I got really angry with you because you wanted to eat animal flesh at the same table that I was sitting at. Obviously not going to happen because you're vegan, but 
Um, and I had these thoughts that I was really angry at you and I didn't want to talk to you and maybe I wanted to flip over the plate or something like that. So the first thing I can do is think about what I actually want to do in this moment and I can identify all those things. And then I can ask myself why, what am I feeling? Um, I'm feeling a little bit triggered because I know what these animals went through and now they're here in front of me and I'm feeling frustrated that you don't understand that. But then I can also logically think that we don't have the same bits of information and maybe hey. you can't understand that, you know, right now because you haven't seen that or you haven't been there and experienced that. So I can say, okay, I'm feeling frustrated and that part's really not going to change right now because I'm not going to teach them all of that in this moment. Basically, just getting back to the roots of how I feel and why. So once I get back there, I feel like I have a clearer platform of how I can act. And I can assess my thoughts instead of just saying, oh, I'm angry and I want to do all these things. I can say, no, I'm feeling frustrated because of this. I'm feeling hurt because of this. And I can explore that a little deeper and see what's going to be functional for me. So I think when we start with these thoughts that we have in our mind, we start to change our speech that comes out and we start to change how we act. So this is a very random example. Um, but it's something that I've actually seen a shift and felt a shift in my mind. So one of my closest friends, my partner, Amani, goes by they, them pronouns. And everyone always perceives them as masculine and will use the pronouns he for them. And now I understand that they, them are their pronouns even though it's one person. And so before, it was this thing where I couldn't stop saying he. I would always call them he, he, he. You know, because traditionally they looked masculine to me, what I've always grown up with. And so my speech was just coming out all the time. And I would try to think, no, 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 just call them they. And I had a hard time with this, and I kind of made it about me a little bit. I'm like, I can't remember to do this because I'm not used to this. And they sat me down, and they said, just stop. Think about what you're actually saying. Get back to that. Why are you feeling frustrated that you can't do this? Okay, I'm feeling frustrated because I'm not used to it. Okay, well, then we need to change how you think. They said, look at me as if I'm like an alien or goddess or something that you would use they, you know, you wouldn't define clearly as he or she. she. Change your thoughts about it actively. Mm-hmm. And so once I actually sat down and thought about it, and I thought about all the reasons why that they would use they, them pronouns, a shift happened in my brain, and I was able to let that speech go. So I was able to start calling them they, because I understood why I was doing it. And if I would have just continued to let myself feel frustrated and just think, this is so hard for me, I'm just, you know, this is annoying or whatever, I never would have actually thought about where those roots were coming from and made that shift in my brain. Mm -hmm. So... I think that was a very long-winded explanation, but that was really good. just, was that okay? <laughs> yeah, that was <laughs> just this thought of watching our actions and words and then linking them back to how we feel. And we can start to work on different things in our brain. You know, if we want to have kinder words um, to others, if we want to start saying flesh instead of meat, because that's how we really feel. All we have to do is sit down with ourselves and start to work through those thoughts in our brains. And, for example, that's another good thing. Um, I used to call animal flesh meat, especially when I was talking to others, because I thought that they'd think I was being too dramatic if I said flesh. But 
I have sat down and thought about it, and people are eating animal flesh. You know, mm-hmm. it is what it is. It's animal flesh. And instead of picking a different word to try to cover it up, I now use the word that I feel is most accurate Assertive. to reality yeah. and what exists. And that's the way I see it. I don't um, have all these feelings like, oh, I need to try to be okay around when people are eating animal flesh because, you know, it's meat for them. It's not animal flesh. It's it's just this product. I'm like, no. Like, mm-hmm. I changed my speech because of how I felt and what I saw. And now that's just a new pattern for me. It's just a new part of my life. And so we can make those changes easily, I think. That was very insightful and beautiful. That was, really <laughs> good. That was good. Um, yeah, that's what I was... That's that's my take on that. Yeah, regarding the the example, it's a conversation that needs to happen. So fist bump for that. <laughs> stuff. For sure. Um, and you said something that sparked my mind about... Uh, diagram and therapy I once saw oh okay it was uh, thoughts emotions behavior mm-hmm. oh yeah um, it's pretty much what you were explaining like uh, you can address the emotion and then the thought mm-hmm. or straight up the thought if it's already in your mind um, and then once we work with that we change the thought our emotion changes our behavior changes mm-hmm. but yeah that was really beautiful oh wow I didn't know that thing existed I yeah. think that was just a process that I've noticed that I've gone through so wow that's really cool beautiful really yes yeah. and I randomly thought about this I want to put the link in the show notes and I never asked you what you thought about it um so I think it'd be kind of cool to talk about now but we just watched a video the other day here at the farm and it was this person who did a TED talk and they got up on stage and they were talking about being spontaneous and just going with the flow of life and so they got up and they were a singer you know songwriter and people had these paper airplanes that they threw on the stage with different words and she would pick them up and a pianist would just start playing whatever they felt like and she would start singing whatever she felt like they and there was no practice there was no conversation between them before as to what they would play or what tunes or anything like that and she would just pick up these um airplanes off the ground that had words on them and she would just kind of go with it and she was talking about you know that thing in life that we're figuring it out and Mm -hmm. what we can do is be in the moment right now and go with it and learn and make mistakes and be better versions of ourselves as we go what did you feel about that performance that you saw i'll definitely put it in the show notes so people can watch it but is there anything you wanted to say about that i loved it It was a very uh, constructive tone to it, Mm -hmm. definitely. And um, I learned um, that from that show pretty much, that we all have different mechanisms to explore life. Mm -hmm. Hers was uh, improvisation poetry. Mm -hmm. And it was incredibly beautiful to witness. Uh, Mine are usually uh, meditation, just having a walk and some time to think, mm-hmm. uh, music and somatic experiences, mm-hmm. and sometimes talking with friends or mm-hmm. family or body language with our non-human animal. Um, 
so yeah i took a lot of empathy out of that video yeah uh, that's a good one. that was a good one i'm gonna yeah. put it on there i feel like lately everything's been about that improv or just going with the flow oh yeah here because we're doing so many different things all the time and just running all over the place trying to figure things out so i definitely feel like we've been doing that lately yeah. but it is 12.56 a.m. Woo! Was there anything else that we wanted to talk about? Peace and love. Peace and love. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to say about peace and love? Um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Life is good. Be happy. Believe in yourself. We believe in you. Yeah, definitely. And, yeah, it's good stuff. You're so good at being a positive um, light in everyone's lives, for real. So thank you for that. Oh, thank mm. you. <laughs> All right, I guess we'll wrap it up then. Can we tell the joke? The Nancy Pepper joke? <laughs> yeah, please yes, tell the joke. <laughs> um, so, I'm sorry if that hurt your ears. I apologize. <laughs> so, what does the Nancy Pepper do? What? It gets jalapeno face. Or he or she, <laughs> if it's not an it. Not arranged in the form of life. <laughs> oh, that's such a good joke. I think I've heard that like 25 times now, and I laugh every time. That's a good joke. Oh, you want to tell the joke that I just told you to? Um, hold on, what? Sorry. <laughs> Which one? So I was six oh, yeah, that's so good. Oh, Woo! yes. Um, so why is six afraid of seven? Why? You say that. <laughs> because seven, eight, nine. <laughs> I think everyone's probably heard that joke. But just a reminder, it's still funny. We're it bringing is. it back. It is. We're bringing it back. We're bringing it back. Kids on the block. Kids on the block. So thank you so much for listening. Um, if you have any questions, too, or other things that you want to hear guests talk about, please let me know because I'm sure that hopefully I'll get to interview you again in the future. Oh, sure. And hopefully it'll be good. It, 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 it will be good. It will be good. Yes, so thank you so much for listening. Thank you for letting me um, interview you. Okay, so we're just kidding. There's one other thing that we decided to talk about. You want to take the stage? Here we go. Okay, last so, topic for you. Last topic. It's going to be a good one. Um, so a lot of times, veganism and plant-based diets are just appreciation for the edible flora or medicinal flora is... Um, is a controversial topic within the scientific community and, uh, I don't know, approaches in um, either good idea or not so good idea. I'm going to present why for me it has been so important. Do you mean in your life or with this condition? or Both. Okay. Yeah. So um, from merely a mechanical standpoint, my body and my mind work better. Mm-hmm. On a plant-based from, diet? Yes. An, an individual um, scenario. Uh, from a moral, meaningful, sharing this world standpoint, it became so much different once I realized how important it was to be mindful mm -hmm. about everything. So being mindful about um, adequate interaction, interaction between me and absolutely any other being not just equality but even equity mm -hmm. um, made my thoughts more fulfilling and made the 
uh, feedback from the experiences, meaning the voices or the visual uh, experiences, uh, positive. Mm, okay. Pretty much the content of uh, the emotional content, the meaningfulness of my thoughts, uh, has a lot to do with uh, them. It's like a conversation, so it, it makes sense that if I treat myself good, if I work for um, constant development and um, just good way of living, uh, they will have a similar experience per se. Mm. So that is how either a vegan diet uh, and uh, mindfulness in any way, meaning being good in any way, can help this condition from um, content of words from a meaningfulness standpoint okay yeah. yeah that's i'm sure that's a topic that's maybe not talked about yeah but it's gonna, it's gonna happen even in the scientific community it it is already taking that approach um it has to be addressed yeah words matter and it makes a difference yeah. and we'll get we will help each other we'll solve this so you think people are going to start talking about that soon For sure. specifically with this condition I think it's happening. Mm -hmm. uh, the groups are growing. There's uh, groups all over the, wo the world called uh, Hearing Voices or programs focused on this at UCLA, which is where I went to. And like re really main stuff that is having a mindfulness and meditation approach because they're realizing how effective it is to uh, help these individuals live with a condition. And you think that eating a plant place plant-based diet is a, like one of the number one ways to be mindful it's definitely it yeah yeah because you have to think about who you're eating or what or different things like that yeah yeah that makes a lot of sense i didn't think about that before mm -hmm. oh yeah good stuff um sorry i saw that for a little bit that's <laughs> <laughs> okay that's okay oh yeah it's all right. i don't know it's what late. just happened <laughs> no worries we're still here in a tent um we're going to have to go to bed at some point and wake up tomorrow and go back to the other farm and then we have a day off so maybe we'll rest our brains a little bit correcto and get a little more rest time in but all right games. any more jokes do you have one more joke to end this um why did the scarecrow win a Nobel Prize? Why? Because she was outstanding in her field of work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you see? Aren't you glad that we came back for a second? That was um, a good joke. Lettuce, have fun. All right, yeah. Like lettuce, and we can eat lettuce too. Oh my gosh, so vegan. <laughs> so vegan. I love it. This was good. We got some comedy and information. Yeah. Not like two birds and one stone, but like two carrots with one knife. <laughs> Or two muffins in one oven. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. Not being speciesist. Yay. Awesome. All right. Thank you so much. Thank I love you. it. That's a very good note to end on. Yeah. Yeah? All right. Sweet. Good night, people. I know I'm going to have to finish this podcast, but I'm still saying good night because we're going to bed. But good night. Good night. Good day. Good day. Good life. Good life. So, thank you for hanging out with us and having this conversation with us, and hopefully we got your brain pumping a little bit, maybe some new ideas, or maybe just old ideas that you've already had to reflect on, 
um, maybe even a new awareness to something that you hadn't put as much thought into before after listening to that interview because that um, mental thing that he's talking about that he lives with every day was not something that I was thinking about before, you know, that other people might be going through. And now I'm definitely a little bit more mindful of it and I understand it a little better, but I have so much to learn. So just keep in mind that everyone's going through different things and we can try to be kind to everyone and enjoy others and find new ways to learn and grow with them. So I'm going to stop <laughs> talking like that right now and say thank you so much for listening. If you would like to support my podcast, you can rate me in the iTunes store. That is so, so helpful. You can leave me comments, um, anything like that. I love interacting with people and hearing what you're thinking. If there's different topics you want to hear more about, let me know. And as always, you can follow me on social media. I will post the links in the show notes. And you can kind of stay updated with different things I'm doing. Lately, I've had some pretty good Snapchats and Instagram stories of this outdoor shower that we were using and the view from the toilet on this abandoned property that we had. Just awesome things like that that you don't usually see. It's really fun. So follow me on there. And I also set up a Patreon account. The link will be in the bio. And if you become a Patreon, then you can help support me. And like I said, I travel mainly with no money, but it's really great when I have money for food and transportation and it makes things a lot easier. Uh, I definitely, you know, work for lots of things. So I really appreciate it when I can use this podcast and my blog as a form of work as well because I want to be fully supported by this one day so that I can keep sharing things. So if you want to check out my Patreon account and help me out a little more, that would be amazing. But either way, thank you. Thank you so much for listening and all the support. Remember to share this with a friend if you think that it may be beneficial to someone else. But I hope you also enjoy those jokes that we threw in for you. (laughs) So maybe share those as well. But until next week, take care of yourself, stay well, and find some new adventures. Happy days! SoundCloud in the show notes as well. They are so talented. A friend is my a friend of mine, and a couple people have been asking about who is singing. So no, it is not me. It is my very talented friend. So make sure to check her out as well. <laughs>